It's Travel Tuesday. In this episode, we are going to Mexico, hands down my favorite country in the world. I hope this first place in my heart will never get beaten by another country. I will of course dedicate a special episode on my love for that country. But today, we are going to my second home, Tulum. Those who know me will completely agree. An idyllic town set in between the jungle and the Caribbean Sea, with magical vibe and one of the best community in the world. I've been there about six times, I think, or seven maybe. <laughs> Spent a few months there recently, and I think I will keep on going back there. So in this episode, we are joined by Nazen Pei, founder of Coworking Tulum, for a special episode dedicated to those who want to walk remotely in paradise, because this podcast is about traveling more than you think you can, but you can also travel and walk in a beautiful setting. So guys, please introduce yourself. Sure. Thank you so much, Marlene, for having us on. We're super excited to be speaking with you about Coworking Tulum, which is a platform that we started in Tulum at during COVID, actually. So it was late 2020. I was living in New York, Manhattan. I had a corporate job and we just went remote. And so like millions of others around the world, I was suddenly working from home by myself and had a ton of flexibility. So I thought, why work here, especially while we were in lockdown, when I can work somewhere that's a little bit more connected with nature, a little bit more space, and somewhere close to the ocean. So I ended up in Tulum. But a background on me, I before that was I lived in New York for five years. I was in the corporate world. Before that, I was in London. I spent five years in London, also in the corporate world, but independently contracting with some banks, oil companies, but actually grew up in Australia where I spent my life with my family, and but originally from Afghanistan. So Born in Iran, my parents are Afghan, grew up in Australia, but yeah, have now ended up in Tulum, Mexico with co-working Tulum as my baby. <laughs> wow, such an international profile. I love that. <laughs> and you brought your brother with you. So, Pei, tell us about yourself. She can't live without me, Marlene, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so, I mean, as I say, you know, Naz is the, the brain's and I'm the beauty in this dynamic duo, but no one ever accepts it, Marlene. So I've just become the brother, the brother, in, the brother with the bit of banter. So no, Nigel got me here in Tulum. It was also during the pandemic. London was going. I was living in London. Same same sort of story. Up in Australia, I was was working in the corporate world in London, and then we had our second snap lockdown. Uh, it was announced on Sunday, and that Thursday, the country was shutting down, and I was not ready to go through another one. Had no idea what Tulum was or where it was on the map, despite feeling like I'm a seasoned traveler. And Naja said she's working <laughs> on something pretty exciting, and she said I could do with some help. So I, I booked my, I called my the announcement was on Sunday. I booked one of my best mates on Monday. I said, "Hey, brother, we're going to Tulum." Um, we packed our bags on Tuesday, and I caught the last flight out on on Wednesday. I convinced my boss that I'm going out for two weeks because I hadn't seen my sister in so long, <laughs> and then uh, I ended up staying for. 
for 10 months before he ended up reaching me back. And then at that point, I actually ended up quitting my job. So that's that that was the evolution of, of Tulum, found this beautiful place, absolutely loved it. And then we just we just ended up starting our, our life here. So it was the same for me, actually. I was uh, traveling for a holiday, going to Mexico, I had everything planned and stuff. And they say, oh, tier four in London. I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And I just left and I was initially there for two weeks because I thought again that they're just going to say it's for two weeks or a month and it's not going to last. And there we go. Four months later, <laughs> I was still in Tulum. But luckily, my boss was very nice about it. So there was no issue. But after some, at some point, I had to, to come back to London, which I'm happy to be back, to be honest. Tulum will always be there and as I said at the beginning I'll always come back there so very nice experience there for sure and I love I love the way we met as well that's a <laughs> that's a funny story very, very funny, funny story <laughs> so basically I was sitting to tell the people the story I was sitting in a coffee shop trying to walk and there's like some truck passing by and I was very frustrated and this guy came to me trying to sell me co-working to room. I was like, oh, if you want to work in amazing location, we cover all the location in Tulum. You can go everywhere you want. And he also like had exaggerated a bit by adding a venue that I wasn't part of your network. And I really wanted to go to this venue. So I turned up there and said, oh, I'm coming with co-working to room. And they're like, no, they are not part of our venue. I was like, what? And then <laughs> I sent you like a very angry email. And then, yeah, I met you and the rest is his story. We are super good friends now. And I met very nice people, a great community. And I just had the best time. And I miss you guys. I miss everyone. But it's good to keep on seeing people and traveling together and catching up in other part of the world. So that's the beauty of co walking to Rome. Yeah. It's cool. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> What about you, Pei? Did you go to Tulum before or was it your first time there? Tell me a bit more. First time. First time. I, I couldn't tell you where, where Tulum was on the map. I'm honest. And I found out, okay, what is this place? I had no expectations. I come. And then especially after a two-year pandemic of like, you know, being at home and being deprived of so much, we end up in like this magical place in the entire world, one of the best beaches in the world, such amazing entertainment, music, people, nature. And I found it and I was like, wow. And that's, I mean, had no, nothing, no real expectations of Mexico at all. But honestly, it's, it's such a warm and welcoming place. Uh, I feel like genuinely, especially in Tulum, the soil here is ripe. If you come mm -hmm. here with passions, if you come here with ideas, if you come here with creativity, and if you come here with like a, I don't know, a drive, it, the, this, uh, this, this, this region, this place has everything and anything that you want, you know, it oh. offers so much within lifestyle, nature, spirituality, and entertainment parties whatever you want and and sometimes if people feel it's just a it's just a, a place for to to get to get to let your hair down and get crazy with some of the best entertainment in the world but it actually has so much and and for us it's it's mexico has just been such a warm and welcoming place they have this i don't know when you speak with mexicans it's mi casa es tu casa hospitality like that's like this philosophy that they live by and Honestly, that's how we felt. We've, we've had such a warm and welcoming experience since coming here. We're dealing with the people. The cultures are very similar to us from being from Afghanistan. 
um, and we've really been able to feel at home and we've taken that, we've now taken that ethos of like that philosophy of Mikasa to Tukasa of feeling warm and, and really applied that to, to co-working to noon, all the people who are coming from all over the world to make them feel like, hey, you know, make you feel safe and at home in a, in a, in a place that really is foreign to us. It's, it's different. We're away from our friends and family. So that's how I feel. I love it. I absolutely love it here. Yes, I see what you mean about Mexico and how people are warm. And this is what I love about this country. I studied there about 10 years ago, and I just love how chaotic it is. And as you say, it reminds you of Afghanistan for myself. Having grown up in Africa, it's the same. I love the chaos. I love the jungle. I love the sun. I love the happiness. Everything is just like they are kind of, they don't have everything, but they are super happy. And I just love that. That's that's what I love about Mexico. It just reminds me of home so much. And the people are, are, are great there, for sure. But how did you find out about the, the Wi-Fi? And how did you come up with this idea that people are, will be looking for Wi-Fi? So I have to make this business plan of recommending people these beautiful places with strong Wi-Fi. Tell me a bit more about this, because this is a brilliant. Yeah, well, I guess when I moved to Tulum, Tulum was never a place where people came to work. Tulum has always been more of a vacation destination, a place where you come to disconnect. But during COVID, it was one Mexico was one of the few places that was open. So there was a an influx of people that came to Tulum and wanted to work from here. So every single day, people ask the same questions. Where can I work from? Where is the best Wi-Fi? Who wants to work together? So there was all of these people that had come to Tulum, but they were working either by themselves from their apartments and they just didn't know where to work from. So when you would Google it, the same two places would show up. And those two places were either overcrowded, not that nice, didn't have the best Wi-Fi or kind of hard to get to. So what I noticed was that there was some incredible places in town that had fiber optic Wi-Fi, beautiful inspirational spaces, really, really comfortable environments to work from, but people just didn't know about them. So there was this misconception that Tulum has bad Wi-Fi, but actually it's just, a, it was like misinformation where people just didn't know where to go. So that's really how Coworking Tulum was born. It became a platform to connect remote working professionals with those around them so that they could co-work. And then we would partner with local hotels that had beautiful facilities, beautiful amenities, beautiful spaces, great Wi-Fi that were completely underutilized during the day so that people had amazing places to work from. So we ended up creating like this win-win scenario where these hotels would become alive and fill up their spaces. And the people that moved to Tulum had other awesome people to work with from cool spots. So it was like this win-win scenario. Yes, I agree with you because it's amazing to know that about all these places because even so, when I travel, I do research a lot. If I wasn't part of your network, I wouldn't find out about all these hotels that you can just sit there all day and use the Wi-Fi. And also what was a brilliant idea is that you had found places in every single neighborhood. So if someone wants to go on the beach, and walk, they could go there. If someone wants to go near their home, they could be there. Because to explain about Tulum, you have three different areas. You have the beach, the beach road. You have Aldea Zama, where all the expats usually live. It's full of Airbnbs and it's a cute neighborhood. And you have downtown Tulum, 
And it was so good how you could say, oh, if you want to be in Aldea Zama, this is where you could go. If you want to go in downtown, this is where you should go. There's the strongest Wi-Fi. By the way, the strongest Wi-Fi is in downtown. And if you want to be at the beach and chill and not do too much work, this is where you could actually go as well. And also, I like the fact that you could, if you need it to be in a quiet space because you had a meeting, you is also recommended where to go, where well, they have dedicated facilities to have Zoom calls. There's also venues like that. If you have, want to be more in the, if you want to socialize a bit more, you 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 tell in the WhatsApp group, or oh, this is where everyone is going today. But there's not much work that's gonna be done, and uh, yeah, different kind of thing. If you want to have uh, to go to the beach, this is the beach place, and uh, yes, uh, that was very good to actually discover Tulum, and yes, and of course there's also La Valeta, which is another neighborhood where there's quite a famous co-working space there. So I think that's pretty much it. But I think by the time I left, internet was pretty strong everywhere, so people had a good choice. Of venues to say, yeah, yeah. And in the last year, it's improved even more. They've got gignet in certain places. They're in, they've put in fiber lines, so the internet has significantly improved in the last year and a half. And they continue to build infrastructure around it. So it's definitely becoming a destination that's very viable for work and life. Okay, so that ah, so that leads to my next question. Actually, now that people have been called back into the office and have to be based in their home countries. And, of course, people still come in a seasonal basis. But how did it impact your business negatively or positively? Can you tell us if there's still a niche of digital nomad uh, still coming to Tulum? Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely, it's taken two years, but some companies are now calling their employees back and creating these hybrid roles where one or two days a week, you're expected to go back in the office. However, the majority of, well, there is still a significant number of companies that are fully remote. So I think it's about 40% of the US population, uh, or could be more than that actually, is currently in a fully remote or hybrid role, which is about 92 million people just in the US. So even though there are companies that are calling people back, there are still there's still a large market of people that have that flexibility to work from anywhere. So we're still seeing people coming through to Tulum. It is a very seasonal place because of the weather. So during the low seasons, you know, there might be a drop, but during the regular seasons where you have the nice weather, we still have quite a few people coming here. But having said that, we the seasonal nature of Tulum does make it a little bit difficult for us to really continue to grow the community. So we are now in the process of raising funds and trialing this concept in a small U.S. city to see if if this is something that would stick there because there's a lot of places in the U.S. that people have moved to or choose to work from for a couple of months of the year because they have that flexibility now. So trialing the concept in a space where it has a more consistent year-round population is going to be our next move to to get that stickiness and also to maintain the communication with our community where 70% of them are American or Canadian. So they're going back to 
those cities and then really calling us and saying, we really, really wish that this service existed where we're from because I'm now working from home and I'm by myself and I don't know where to work from. I don't really have a community to work with. And we're all about community and creating that sense of belonging, creating that sense of connection. Uh, and, and we're not like, oh, we're a co-working space. No, we are a space where people come together, connect and create those life-lasting memories. I think it's a good idea to go global. You, know, you have to follow your community, of course, and it's good that people are calling you and are like still requiring to this com- this community to to exist because I think people are missing it and you should you should go global. Actually, I'm going to Bali. Well, by the time this episode is released, I will have been to Bali, where there's a lot of digital nomads. So maybe you should, there's something you should look into. Co-working Tulum goes global. Exactly. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pei, you are Mr. Entertainer of Tulum. So, why don't you tell us what are the best things to do these days in Tulum? We're spoiled for good things to do here, Marlene. Honestly, it's it, it, we are, it is one of the best places in, in the entire planet, in my opinion. It was actually, I, I strongly believe that this was the capital of the entire world during the pandemic. Not only was it the only place open, but geez, we had the best DJs, the best parties, the best things going on, the best beach. Our beach is just incredible. So like, there's always something in Tulum to do. And I think it's, it's, that's the beauty of this, this place. We have options. Um, so if you're, and I know you're big into following big DJs and really good, parties and festivals we're sport for that into them you're always going to get some of the best and same here so but on top of that it's like what do you really want you know what is it that you want to get from Tulum I think is, is really the deep question and you can come here and you can get connected with nature you can come here and get connected with yourself if you want to do spiritual activities there's a lot of plant medicine there's a lot of Ayahuasca, there's things like temescal which I was never familiar with if you want to if you want to come and You'd be surrounded by inspiring people, you know, being in an environment that where you're, you're surrounded by creative souls. I love the fact, my biggest, my favorite thing about Tulum is like on top of everything that it has to offer, when I follow the journeys of the people since I came here, which is about a year and a half ago, coming on to two years, the person who was a, who was a private chef is now a restaurant owner. The person who was an ex-corporate is now opening a hotel. The person who was no, like just a photographer is now an entrepreneur, creative director. And I feel like people come here with doing something, but it opens up the door to, op- to find out what their true passion is. And then taking that passion and actually turning it into their, into their being, into their lifestyle and actually following through with it. And hoping eventually that this lifestyle does become uh, exactly what it is that they desired. And that's exactly what happened with us and me uh, previously yes, at corporate, right. 10 months in. Now we've, you know, let go of that life, full-time entrepreneurs. And this is becoming an entrepreneur has been one of the most challenging, but the most greatest journeys that we've ever been on, the doors that it's open for us, the conversations that we're having with the people, the the interest that people have in us, you know, previously, I don't think, you know, maybe necessarily might not have been on a podcast while I was doing my IT job. <laughs> but um, but of course, so much more to that, you know, Naz has been featured on, on Forbes Mexico, 
we have we've introduced so many different verticals to our business, not just within the community, but also providing retreats for for businesses who are fully remote, and then having them come here, and most recently just running a, a three and a half day crypto festival. So all whilst blending and meshing this into this beautiful lifestyle that we live, that's only seven minutes from the beach, that's no longer a I need a work to go on a holiday and experience this. We're in an environment where our life almost is like that holiday, but we are achieving and aspiring to our greater goals and our greater vision in life. So as a whole, you can do so much in Tulum, but I think the biggest and the, the core is, is like you can really live a lifestyle that, you know, satisfies you and fulfills you. Well, I love that Tulum is like everyone has his place. I do get annoyed, of course, when I go to uh, this club where people dance with their bottle of champagne and do this champagne shower and the sprinkle and stuff. But these people are not going to go where I do. I like to go. And there's different things for, for everyone. If you want to have a peaceful holiday, you go at the back of the road. You ha- you'll be quiet there. And these are actually the best hotels out there, to be honest. For if you're there for a bachelor or bachelor party and stuff, there's venues for that. And if you want to do yoga and meditation, there's venues for that. If you want to be a bit more local, have the vibes, you go downtown. If you want to hang out with the expat community, you go to Aldea Zama. And you make so many contacts as well, and everyone treats you the same. I've been speaking to big DJ and be friends so many big DJs in Tulum and I will never make this kind of contact in London and not it's not just about talking to DJ or anything it's just talking about people that are truly inspirational entrepreneur crypto <laughs> crypto guru all that you want and every day everyone treats you equal and that's what I really love about Tulum really what about you Nas tell us about what you like about Tulum and also if you have any stories unusual anecdotes I think the most amazing thing about Tulum is just like the access to nature. So I I was always a city girl. I lived in New York. I lived in Hong Kong, Melbourne, London. So uh, yeah, I felt like the convenience, that fast paced life was everything that I wanted. Coming to Tulum and having access to space, nature, jungle, water has been such a game changer but really actually ultimately, which is not linked to space and nature, but actually the biggest thing that I think is really incredible and unique about Tulum is because it's so small, it really does have a real community feel. So people that live in Tulum, when they go to their local coffee shop, when they're going grocery shopping, when they're walking down the beach, when they're going down the road, there is a very high chance that you're going to run into someone you know because the community is small and the community is tight. So even though I lived in these big cities and I thought I had it all, that community element was always missing, which I never really realized. I, I thought I had community. I thought I had all of these things. But coming into Tulum and being able to connect with people literally every single day and still living, like still doing all the things that I did in the big city, like still having that corporate job or still having that 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 career but living in an environment where it had more of that community feel has been the most unique aspect of living here so access to nature and access to community has been the game changer for me you have any practical tips that you could give to someone who comes to visit Tulum, maybe like for seven days actually that's maybe a question for me i will 
I will actually make a guide about traveling to Tulum and go a bit deeper into that. But as you, a person who lives there, if you have any other practical tips that you can give to someone? No, for sure. So Tulum is really, really beautiful. However, it is a small town that's growing. So the infrastructure is a little bit behind in catching up with the growth of the place. So some of the roads are not in the best condition. So one of the primary recommendations that I'll give is have like a good source of transportation. So that can be either a scooter or, or a bike or hiring a car. The other alternative option is that you can you can take the taxis. However, that can be a little bit expensive. So figure out your transportation, you know, in it or in advance, or you can do it while you're here. But having that flexibility with the right transportation is, is good. Bringing in cash with you, if you can, is helpful. Some of the ATMs can sometimes, you know, the ATMs are not necessarily from banks that are recognized. So yeah. fees might be a little bit high or the ATMs might be a little bit outdated. So the cards might get stuck inside. So we've had a few instances of that happening. So bringing in cash and exchanging it may be a simple solution rather than using your cards within the ATMs. Having said that, most places are pretty credit card friendly. So if you do have a credit card, you can pay for most things with that outside of like taxis and a few vendors here and there that might require cash or for your tip, you, you, you'd want to pay those in cash. Outside of that, I personally find Tulum is relatively safe if you stick within, you know, the pretty popular areas. Most people live, stay in either Aldea Zama, Centro, Aleta or the beach. I think it's pretty safe if you stick to those areas. Actually, Tulum in general is pretty safe even outside of that. They're just the most popular places where people like to stay. Yeah, that's true, actually. Like, everywhere in the world is um, is never safe. You're not in a safe haven, so you just need to be careful. And, and this, uh, there have been, of course, some unfortunate events. But I think there was an attraction there because all the tourists were, were there, so it was the best place to be for certain people to commit crime. But uh, it would be the same in London. There's some areas you shouldn't go to, like in in the deep south of London. Nothing against <laughs> that part of London. I'm just giving that as an example. But in general, if you stay careful and not stay in the touristic area, because that's not what I'm trying to say, but just don't go into a dark alleyway or into a bar that you find suspicious because you just want to try a to be in a dive bar or something. Just, uh, yeah, just act as you would act with caution in your own city. What is portrayed in movies, people think that sometimes there are reality. But that's not the case at all, especially for Mexico City. When we go to this episode of Mexico City, I will dive a bit deeper into that because it's like a massive metropolis. And of course... Some areas are dangerous, but it's not what we see in movie. So, Bay, Tulum is quite a paradise, I would say, and it needs to be preserved. So, what would you suggest to keep it, to preserve Tulum and not spoil that beautiful paradise? What ideas do you want to share? Yeah, so it is, it is definitely going through changes right now like Tulum will, will, even if you come now Marlene and I know you're a frequent visitor here and I'm sure you feel it all the time every time you came there's something different uh, it is a, a rapidly going through like development so 
it would be great to to see like the of course the the infrastructure to grow with with the um with the the pace of development i know there's a lot of other amazing things like airports and trains coming in but just to preserve the space and just always be respectful always be respectful and like we make comparisons to cities sometimes and you know what not to throw shade on any of the others but certain cities have this feel to it and maybe if you're in Cancun you might get a spring break kind of feel to it or maybe Magaluf can be in comparison to (laughs) Mallorca and I think it's just like yeah just keep keeping it as respectful respect respecting the space as much as you can try and preserve the magic as much as possible don't come out here and just get crazy and get wild thinking that it's, it's, it's like you know all these other places where you can just do it as you please but just honoring honoring the, the, the place and, and to keep it just to keep it and preserving it the magic that we have right now so yeah i think some of the some other things also is that uh, tulum is basically built on top of one of the largest underground river systems so that energy that comes from the water and the jungle and all of these things coming together and also being in like this ancient mayan land it really does have a magic about it it really does have a special energy about it and you kind of feel it as soon as you enter enter the space it just feels different and with all the infrastructure and development that's happening one of the ways that we can help preserve this in, in beautiful land that we're on is really being aware of how our, some of our behaviors are impacting the environment that we're in so for example you know, the the plumbing system here is not sophisticated enough to take toilet paper. So when we use the toilet paper, all of that ends up in these underground river systems and in the cenotes. So knowing that and educating yourself that that is something that is unique to this region, so not flushing your toilet paper down the toilet and, ha- and discarding that by, by the bins that are always near near the toilets. And, and things like recycling, so really being conscious in recycling the, the plastics where you can and, and the, the garbage and composting where you can. So there are practical things like that that may require a little bit of education before coming out here, but really do have an impact long term when collectively we all you know do the same things. The other thing is that there are some buildings that there are all, there are a lot of requirements here when when building around preserving nature, not cutting down too many of the trees and so on. So you know when buying property or even renting property, really being conscious of is this a builder that has been conscious? It was this a conscious builder when building have they got the right infrastructure in place to really manage the population that's going to live here and so on. And those questions really then also help long-term with going in the right direction rather than just going for the cheapest place and and not really caring about or asking the questions about how your living environment is impacting the space. So, yeah, they need to be careful because this is what happened in Playa del Carmen. It was so overburnt that they start building structure on top of cenotes because they are starting to run out of place and that's not that's not accept, acceptable so hopefully that will not happen in Tulum I hope they will keep on with the conscious building things but there's a need for a limit because otherwise we'll keep on expanding and spending and spending and there will be never an end point and people will get bored of it and leave because the place won't be conscious enough I think some people are getting into that point now. 
people I know that have been living in Tulum for a while are thinking about leaving because of that. So hopefully with the war reopening now, Tulum will take back its consciousness and stay that way. Uh, co- conscious living is, is really the biggest thing here, being being conscious with our being and, and, and coming with that mindset and mentality like you are, if you are contributing your own contribution, if you are coming for a community, especially if you're planning to stay, you know, especially if you're planning to stay and being a part of the community and then just being in contribution to, to the place around you and the way you show up is, is also you want to be a part of that preservation as well. So um, that's going to be super important. All right. I think I've done with my question. However, I like to end the podcast with an inspirational quote for the listener. So this time I'm ending over the mic to you guys. So have you got anything that you have that will inspire people in their life or in their wanderlust? It can be long or short. And come on. For me, I, I mean, I, I, the first thing that comes to mind for Tulum, especially, is just a small beach town where big dreams come true. And that's how I truly feel. Okay. Naz? No. <laughs> Put me on the spot. I can't think of anything right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. You can send yeah, me can, one later. Yeah, maybe I can send you one. <laughs> well, why we leave Naz thinking about our court, I just want to say that that's the first episode of the mini-series about Mexico. In the next episode, we are back to the monologue du voyage. You know, don't forget, hashtag monologue du voyage. I will uh, take you through a couple of itinerary around Mexico from north to south. That will probably take a couple of episodes and there will be some bonus episode with a little surprise that I have for you. So stay tuned. So, Naz? I have a quote. <laughs> oh, you have the quote. They actually okay. got the quote. <laughs> it's actually, and I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but it's actually a Spanish quote. Sure. And it basically says, Lo que se ve no se juzga. And I think I'm probably, I probably butchered it and killed it. But basically what it means is uh, what you see, you cannot judge. So I think there's a lot of judgment around Tulum and what it is and what it represents, especially from people that have not been here when it comes to safety, when it comes to the party scene, when it comes to various different like elements of Tulum. But Tulum is such a unique and beautiful space and Without coming here, it's really hard to judge it. So, yeah, I think it's just around, you know, really having an open mind and not necessarily judging a place based on outside perceptions and really experiencing something for yourself. Mm. Great. Yeah, great. Might, That's might, very great. I, <laughs> I might even add to that, Marlene, while we're keeping on to the Spanish vibes, my sure. lo, que, lo que necesito es tu amor esta noche. <laughs> oh no, not this song. <laughs> so what's the song? What's the Tulum song this year? Because oh my god, that song was on all the time. <laughs> Everywhere. Still on every time. Still on all Oh my god. <laughs> this has, they haven't moved on. <laughs> Okay, guys, thanks. Thanks for coming to, Thank to the show. It was um, really cool to, to speak with you. To the listener, thanks for listening and live inspired.